Hello and welcome every single one of you worms out there to the third episode of the Worm Burner Podcast. I'm your host Justin, and as we get this third episode underway, I have a little bit of house housekeeping for us to do. Uh, so last week's question on our Facebook page, the Wormburner Podcast, uh, went unanswered, but that's okay. I still wanted to go over the answer because I feel that it's important information for us to know. Uh, so the second episode question is, who had the most appearances, or who has the most appearances for the U.S. men's national team? And the answer to that question is a man by the name of Kobe Jones. He is a midfielder, or was a midfielder, for the LA Galaxy uh, from 1996 to 2007. Uh, and And he holds the record for the most international appearances, or caps, for the U.S. national team at 164 appearances. Uh, So if, again, as I've stated many times before, if you want a shout-out on the Warm Burner podcast, just go to our Facebook page and give us a like and a follow, and make sure and pay attention, watch out for the weekly question that we have, the top three answers that are correct, and obviously first, uh, we'll get a shout out on the Warm Burner podcast in the next episode. And our final bit of housekeeping is I am so excited to announce that for next week's episode, we are going to have our very first guest on the Warm Burner podcast. I'm so, so excited to have him on. And just a little teaser for you guys uh, the episode next week is going to be going over midfielders. So he has some experience playing in the midfield as well as he is a current coach in Alabama. So just a little teaser there for you and I'm so excited to be releasing next week's episode already so without further ado let's get this third episode underway all right and our first section this week is a bit of a change from all the other episodes I want to actually highlight some games that will be coming up this next week uh, for all of us to watch uh, that are are important games within the US itself Uh, Maybe some games we can talk over later in further episodes uh, when it comes down to more competitive games because I know that this next week is going to be friendlies for U.S. club teams, uh, so we may not have that high of importance when it comes to going over the game itself uh, in later episodes. But uh, I feel that maybe if we get some attraction towards going over some of the later competitive games uh, that can definitely be a section later put in later uh, for further episodes so uh, going over these this next week uh, we do have some juicy games coming up uh, within the next couple days Uh, so actually Wednesday, the day that this episode comes out, uh, there is going to be a game between the Columbus Crew and Toronto FC for a friendly. Uh, that's going to be held at 6 o'clock, I believe, uh, due to this information here. Uh, there's also going to be a good game Thursday night uh, between the San Jose Earthquakes and the Sacramento Republic. Uh, so that, that might actually be a, a decent game between... Uh, two West Coast teams there. Um, So then also uh, on Friday, uh, we have two games that I at least wanted to highlight, or three, I'm sorry, three games I wanted to highlight here. Uh, It's going to be the LAFC versus New England Revolution. 
Uh, we also have the New York Red Bulls going against the Inner Miami uh, or or Inner Miami. David Beckham's Inner Miami, uh, as well as excuse me, I wanted to shout out a smaller two smaller teams uh, that are going to be playing this weekend or this Friday. This this seems like it's going to be a good matchup, which is why I wanted to say it. Uh, if you can get your eyes on Friday night for the Louisville City versus the Chattanooga uh, Red Wolves game. That actually might be a good game. Uh, so I'd keep my eyes out for that game. Uh, then finally, the last one that I, or the last one for Friday I would like to shout out. I, I believe that's four games for Friday I wanted to shout out is going to be the Colorado Rapids versus Real Salt Lake. Uh, so that is probably going to be a decent matchup as well. Two MLS teams going at it. Again, Western Conference. Um, so then on Saturday, though, there's going to be one game there that I wanted to at least bring some attention towards. And that was going to be a Eastern Conference clash between the Chicago Fire and the Orlando City Lions. Um, so I at least wanted to say those games, I feel like those are going to be something that uh, we can look forward to in later conversations for even next week. Um, so with this new section out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the player analyses that we were going to be doing for this week. So this this week's position is going to be striker. So give me a couple minutes and I will be right back. But before we start in for the main section of this episode, I would like to make a shout out to our Facebook page. It is going to be the Wormburner Podcast, and like I stated at the beginning of the episode, uh, we will be having weekly questions that will allow you to be able to have a shout out on the podcast itself, as well as check out our actual website itself. It is the-warmburner-podcast.captivate.fm. So again, that website is the-warmburner-podcast.captivate.fm. If you wanted to check out our link there as well, it is on our Facebook page and as well, again, uh, through our uh, accounts on Spotify and uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. And so uh, without further ado, let's get to the main section this week. So being an ex-player, I wanted to take the first section of breaking down positions uh, within soccer to be a position that I've played for the majority of my soccer career, uh, which was the striker position or the forward position. I don't really have any experience outside of that position, I, although I did play some others. I did play uh, right back or a right defender as well as central defender, and I also played some inadvertent uh, wingers, or as a inver inverted winger, uh, and some attacking midfield in, in some aspects, but not all. But the primary role that I played when I had played soccer uh, both at extramural level and uh, before that was for the forward position or the striker position. So I wanted to dedicate this first episode to the player breakdown or a position breakdown uh, to the striker position. Uh, it's one that I know fairly well and I wanted to dedicate it 
dedicate this first episode to it. So, uh, the two roles that I want to break down, uh, so as I stated in the second episode of the podcast, or uh, the first episode of the podcast, there's a difference between position and role. The position is a particular spot on the field in which a player is going to be, whereas the role is different. That is the what he is what his duties are on the pitch, uh, what he is supposed to be doing while on the pitch. And so the two roles that we will be going over this week are going to be the poacher role and the center forward role, or also known as the complete forward role. So with that being said, the poacher role was one that I actually held when I had played soccer. It was one that didn't have a lot of technical technical ability, a lot of speed, uh, a lot of finesse to the position. Uh, there wasn't really anything other than the sole goal of scoring. Yes, I do understand that strikers, their main goal of a game is to score, but a poacher, that is their main goal. They are supposed to pepper the goalkeeper. They are supposed to make the defenses, make sure that they are covering them. Poachers are supposed to be uh, basically piranhas within the box. That's also what I've heard uh, them be attributed as. Uh, people that are in the box, that are if they get the ball, they are going to shoot. They are going to make sure that that goal is peppered with shots, and so that the poacher is is that's all he pretty much does is he is shooting on goal, and he is making sure that that goalkeeper is making sure and working, uh, making sure that he's keeping that clean sheet if he's trying to keep a, a clean sheet at that point, or maybe he's trying to save his team from conceding even more goals. Who knows at that point? It depends on on the actual position itself that the team is in, but the poacher that is his sole duty. He is supposed to send shot upon shot upon shot on that goal that he is supposed to be within that box making sure that the ball uh, is within that 18 yard box and possession is being held by his team. So that is the sole purpose of a poacher uh, or the poacher role within soccer. Now a complete forward or a center forward uh, is a bit different. This is something that whereas the poacher you don't have any underlying characteristics that make a poacher who they are there are a lot of characteristics that come to a center forward or a complete forward. Uh, they have a, a little bit of everything. Honestly, when you have a center forward compared to a poacher, center forwards are more taller. They can be more stronger. Uh, they also come back and help in defensive play and help build up the attack. Uh, whereas poachers, they pretty much stay towards the box. They are always the most forward position on the field. Uh, they don't normally drop back and help the offense and attack. Uh, whereas also center forwards have speed. Uh, poachers don't have that. They are more uh, tactically aware of where they're supposed to be. Uh, whereas the center forward is fast. He can also have uh, the tactical ability of being able to know where he needs to be like a poacher uh, which makes the complete forward who they are they are uh, basically every single role that a striker is supposed to be in one uh, they are a defense they are deep lying playmaker they come back and they help build up play 
they are a poacher they can be within that box uh, and pepper the the goalkeeper with with excuse me with shots and as well as they can be target men too as well uh tall center forwards can also make sure that they get their head on the ball and pepper the goalkeeper that way as well there are so many different ways that a striker can be versatile within a game and these are just two of the underlying uh, roles within a striker position. Now, a poacher, going back to the poacher, uh, poachers are typically smaller. They are more agile, so they are uh, within a realm of being able to see where they need to go uh, and slipping in without the defense really even knowing. Uh, so that was another point that I wanted to use uh, for the poacher is that they are more towards splitting the defense. They want to get in between the defenders, make sure that basically they have that sense of confusion between the two defenders of, okay, that one, that center defender thought he was covering the striker when he wasn't. He had slipped behind the other one and is now running on to goal or running onto the pass that uh, the midfielder had unleashed on uh, the poacher. So that's also another thing as well is that uh, poachers prioritize speed over strength. Uh, so whenever you have a poacher, um, strength is not necessarily their strong suit, uh, being, over, being able to hold off a player off the ball. Uh, they are looking to unlock speed. They want to run past the defense uh, in those open channels that, excuse me, they had been able to interpret earlier uh, in that run of play. So, uh, like I had stated before, poachers, they are more smaller, they're more agile, they have more speed, whereas the complete forward, they're a bit of everything. They're strong, they're tall, uh, they do have that speed, but not as much. Uh, they're they are considered more strong than, than fast, uh, as well as they come back and they help uh, build up the play itself. So, with these two characteristics detailed between a poacher, excuse me, gracious, uh, between a poacher and a center forward, uh, I wanted to bring up some good examples for you guys. So within these detailed examples of roles and positions, I wanted to bring up some examples that if you wanted to go onto YouTube and find these players, you can actually see what I'm talking about when it comes to these particular players and how they play. You can see how they are referred to as a complete forward versus a poacher or a deep-lying playmaker or a target man. We'll get into these those later ones of a deep-lying playmaker and, and a target man. Don't don't think I'm actually saying information that I haven't explained. Uh, I, ha I haven't just yet, but we will be going over it in later episodes. But uh, back to the examples of complete forwards and poachers. Uh, so for the list of complete forwards, uh, I have four names for you uh, if you wanted to look up these players. The best example for a young player uh, playing the position of a complete forward is Erling Brandt Holland. Uh, if you see him play at Borussia Dortmund, he is, at least in my opinion, a very, very good example of a complete forward. He is fast, he's strong, he is very tall, so that way if you chip the ball in or cross the ball into the box, he is able to get above the defenders and head the ball towards goal, uh, as well as he is also fast, which is something that uh, 
that throws people off when they see how tall he really is. He is fast. Uh, so that's something for defenders to be able to watch out for. I believe he also has the ability to interpret the spaces between the defenders, um, which also has that little premise of a poacher uh, within his realm of expertise. Uh, the next person that I wanted to bring up is Harry Kane uh, with Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, he has had a bunch of roles when it comes to Tottenham, I believe, but the prominent one that I feel fits him most as a complete forward. So when he plays at Tottenham, he does step back a lot more. He helps a lot more in, in the build-up play, uh, as well as he is able to sprint forward between the defenders or on the wing itself, uh, making a cross towards other wingers, uh, or, I'm sorry, other uh, left-attacking midfielders or right-attacking midfielders in the box uh, for his position. Or for uh, his teammates, goodness, not his position. Um, but he is able to help that build-up play uh, every single week whenever he plays. Um, then the next person I wanted to bring up is Robert Lewandowski. Uh, he currently plays for uh, Bayern Munich. And for me, there are some things that some people would contribute him to being a poacher or something other than a complete forward. But... To me, Robert Lewandowski does resemble a complete forward because there are these hints of him coming back and building up play uh, within a particular attempt or at a particular play uh, when it comes to an attacking uh, a, uh, an attacking attempt uh, for Bayern Munich. He doesn't just set up top and wait for the goal to come around or wait for the ball to come around so that way he can shoot on goal. Uh, a lot of people feel like he does have that, and I feel like that's a bad stereotype within the German league itself, uh, because a lot of people feel like it's not competitive, which that's not true at all, and I, if maybe in a later episode we want to get into that, we can. I'll be more than happy to disprove that, that's for sure. But anyways, um, <laughs> Robert Lewandowski, at least in my opinion, uh, is a complete forward when it comes to the small little hints of being able to come back. Yes, he has more of an attacking mindset, so maybe he might be more of an advanced forward than a complete forward. But, again, like I said, advanced forward is a little bit of a different role that we will get into on later episodes. But I feel that Robert Lewandowski plays more of a complete forward because he does have those moments within, within games that he's back. He is helping it within the build-up and unleash, unleashing the left and right attacking midfielders uh, deeper down the field so that way they can uh, have a chance on goal as well. And so my final, final, final person that I wanted to bring up for the complete forward position is Krzysztof Piontek. Uh, he is a Polish striker that if I'm not mistaken, he is playing for AC Milan. And he is someone that, at least in my opinion, oh no, he used to play for AC Milan, but he currently plays for Hertha Berlin, I believe. Um, so anyways, regardless, back to the point. Um, Christoph Piontek uh, is someone that, at least in my opinion, I have seen play. He does resemble more of a deep-lying forward, but... Uh, he Again, he does have hints of being a complete forward. So like I've stated before with Robert Lewandowski, he has a lot more uh, attacking 
a more of an attacking mentality. Christoph Piontek has the opposite. He is more of a defensive forward. He has more of the mentality of making sure that his defense, his team is more defensively sound before stepping into attack. Uh, so an important thing when it comes to uh, offensive possession versus defensive possession is whenever teams are set to go from defense to attack, making that switch, teams sometimes wait, uh, making sure that their that their system themselves is ready before attacking, and that sometimes uh, allows teams to prevent counterattacking, which again we'll get to in later in further episodes, but down back to this breakdown Christoph Piontek is a person that is more defensively sound he comes back a lot more than most forwards and that to my opinion speaks to me more when he does get forward he does pepper the goalkeeper with shots and he is able to worm his way between the lines between defenders making sure that they lose his marker Uh, they or they lose the, the man that they're trying to guard he does have that sense of a complete forward, even though, yes, some may say differently. Uh, if you wanted to, but like I said, if you want to see for yourself, pull up a, a YouTube video of any one of these four people. Again, Erling Brent Holland, Harry Kane, Robert Lewandowski, or Christoph Piontek. See for yourself. Maybe you may have a different opinion. Go on our Facebook page, make a comment, uh, make a post about it. Uh, tell me what you think. Uh, and with the complete forward done, I wanted to go to poacher. Um, and for poachers, uh, it was a little more easier because poachers are a little more or are easier to identify. Uh, they aren't as fluid within a team. They are more solid within one space. Um, and like I had said before, they primarily hang out within the box. They are primarily the most forward position and they and they don't track back to help with the defense uh, within a team so with that being said uh, the primary poachers that I wanted to highlight is very obviously being a Manchester City fan I needed to at least state uh, Sergio Aguero before he got uh, within the coaching realm of Pep Guardiola because Pep Guardiola did make him more uh, or less of a poacher. But when he was under the tutelage of Manuel Pellegrini uh, under in Manchester, Manchester City, goodness, I can't even say my own team right, um, within Manchester City, he played more as a poacher. He didn't really hold the ball that well, but when he did get the ball, he made sure that he shot on goal. He made sure that that goalkeeper was working and making sure that his goal was safe. So, uh, Sergio Aguero in his earlier years with Manuel Pellegrini. Um, then next, I wanted to highlight Andre Pato. Um, he is currently a striker for Orlando City. He had just moved there this past uh transfer window so if you weren't paying attention there you go uh andre uh andre uh, andre pato goodness gracious i cannot talk today i apologize uh andre pato is another poacher that i wanted to highlight uh he had a very prominent uh career at ac milan uh being a poacher as well as he played i believe in brazil um, I want to make sure I get the team right, but I want to say it was for Sampaolo, 
but I again am going to make sure here. So give me one second. And yes, my intuition was correct. He played for San Paulo, and he also played for another Brazilian team by the name of Corinthians. Uh, so with Andre Pato, uh, that is another very good uh, poacher-designated player that I would suggest if you wanted to look up a YouTube video over. Uh, it's a good example. Uh, another one that I would like to look or would like you, for you to look up as well if you are looking for a poacher is Antonio Di Natale, uh, which was also a uh, Italian forward, and so. He was a very prominent soccer player within the Italian game. He played for both Empoli and Udinese within the Italian league. Uh, and our final and fourth or fourth and final poacher that I would like to suggest is Carlos Tevez. Yes, I do know that he is a ex-Manchester City player, but I wanted to highlight him because in the Manuel Pellegrini era. Uh, he, there were a lot of poachers uh, within Manchester City, so uh, I wanted to point him out as well. So the four poachers that I would recommend you go to YouTube and look these players up is Sergio Aguero, Andre Pato, Antonio Di Natale, and Carlos Tevez. So again, with those uh, roles, role examples, uh, I feel that we have been able to go over adequately the roles and how they fit within the position of striker. Um, so going on to our last segment of the episode, it is going to be our extra man advice of the week. So let me get set up and I will be right back. So for this week, the extra man advice of the week is going to be a very simple one. As a soccer player, you want to be able to have the best advice and have the best ability to judge where, whether or not you are in the right position on the field or if not. Um, one of the best ways, at least in my opinion, that you can judge for yourself is pick a game, literally any game, any soccer game, and follow the player that you are supposed to be. So if you play striker... Follow the striker the entire match. If even if he cuts off screen, try and follow him. No matter whenever he is on the on the screen itself, or if you're actually there in person at the soccer match, look at him. Follow what he does. Make sure see what he does. See how he reacts when his team plays him the ball. When he's off the ball, what his movement is looking like. Sometimes, and at least in my opinion. The most important part of soccer has nothing to do with even having the ball. The most important part of soccer is off-ball movement. That is literally the most important part. You can pass the ball all day long, but if you don't move when you don't have the ball, it means nothing. So follow the player that you are designated to be within the field or on the field, and that's probably one of the best examples that I can think of. Uh, when it comes to actually being able to judge whether or not you're in the good position or not. So with this being said, that is our extra man advice of the week. Thank you, thank you, a million times thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, episode three. Um, I am so happy that you were able to join me on this journey. 
and this may have been a tiny, tiny bit shorter than all the other episodes, but still, uh, I'm so happy to have you. And again, another reminder, we are going to have a special guest on next week, so I will leave it to you to revel in wondering who it is uh, until next week. Uh, Again, thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next week. So stay safe, uh, enjoy your soccer, and ciao, everyone.